podcast. My name is Glenna. I'm Lyra. Welcome to the darkness. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Yeah. As if you're tuning on a radio and not just selecting us from a thing. It can be tuning. Can it be tuning? I don't know. That's a lie. Maybe on iTunes it can be tuning. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for iTuning it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it a lot. Thank you for iTuning us in. <laughs> I'm going to tune you. <laughs> Um, a few sound quality warnings. Uh, my throat is sore and my voice may sound stupid. <laughs> there also may be coughing. Um, and we are also, once again, recording in a car. Yeah. So you get to tune in and enjoy the romantic moon rise, rise over the office depot. <laughs> it's beautiful. Genuinely, though... <laughs> It is actually genuinely beautiful. The moon's gorgeous, and we have, like, the sunset reflected in the windows of the storefront. It's kind of lovely. Although he kind of is doing the why you know face. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I said he, she. Good lord. It's alright. Um, but uh, we are posting about a day or so late, as usual. You guys expect it at this point. Um, it absolutely boils down to me not having any self-restraint. <laughs> but I did want to give a shout out to one of our male listeners, Jason, who has sent us a wonderful email about being a male witch, which is hard Yeah. in a mostly female-dominated field. And we just wanted to thank you for sending us that email. It was lovely. I've read it. Nettles read it. I don't know if anybody else has read it. I read it, but I read it, like, when we got it, so... Yeah, so I apologize. It has also, I think it was before Yule. I genuinely don't know. It's been a little while. The passing of time doesn't really click with me. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's I'm, not get into that now. Christ, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was saying something <laughs> controversial. <laughs> I just forget time. But sit back, relax, enjoy the moon over the Office Depot. Yeah beautiful. Today I will be talking to you about chakras and Lyra what are you telling us about? I'm gonna be talking about the Dweyu? Dweyu? I think is how it's said. Um, which I do want to go ahead and offer a correction. When I talked about the Snallygaster because this is his wolf friend. Uh, when I talked about the Snallygaster I said that it was a Native American legend. Um, and while that might, that may not be necessarily untrue because it seems like there, there are legends about a wolf man in the area, um, that's definitely not where the fucking name came from, <laughs> but we'll get into that in my segment. Okay. So we're finally getting the, uh, the other side of the epic bast, I almost said bastel. Bastel, yes. Battle between the Snallygaster and the wolf man. Yes. Well, we're at least going to focus on the counterpart. Okay. I'm waiting for day man or night man to destroy the other. <laughs> Since it's cyclical. I gotta say, the Snallygaster was pretty cool to read about, but I think I like the Daewoo better. <laughs> the Daewoo? The Daewoo. <laughs> yes, that car from the mid-90s. I did like Daewoo's, though. They looked stupid. I loved it. <laughs> the Dwayu? Dwayu. This is gonna be a long segment. Dwayu. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I got for us today. Fun. I'm excited. Jeez. All right. So the segment I'm doing today, by the way, this is Galena, if you can't tell by her voices anymore, 
because we've just morphed into one person to you. Well, I'm slowly descending into the pits of gravel monsters, so maybe they'll be able to tell us apart this this episode. <laughs> but this episode, um, while I will be coming back to our gods and goddesses, I wanted to add in another section that I'm going to be talking about, uh, chakras, which I know I made kind of made fun of chakras about a year or so ago, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not into chakras, or something like that. I said some kind of smart-ass remark. But since then, with almost everything I've read and done, I come across it every single day. And I've also done some work on balancing a couple of them. Um, so I figured we'd, we'd do maybe an overview over what the chakras each one is, where it is in the body and then each maybe maybe an episode here and there i'll pull one out and we'll go over what it's about and just how you can work on it entire chakra. yeah i'll just pull out my chakra <laughs> um, I'll and i'll show it to everybody early on I, I definitely said some similar stuff and I, I don't i don't know that chakras are still necessarily my thing but the idea of, of balancing certain things in your life is is worth looking into absolutely oh yeah um and as a disclaimer um there may be some things that I'm going to talk about that might be triggering in this. That's fun. Um, well, some of the chakras are related to like eating disorders and things mm. like that. So I don't want, if you have any previous eating disorders or anything like that and you don't want to hear about it, um, skip it. Maybe, maybe skip my section this time. Um, that won't be until I think the... I think it was the root chakra. So I'll warn you before it comes up that if you want to skip it. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to trigger anybody. Um, and also another warning I want to give, do not use any of this in replacement of medical care. These just happen to have some common associations with things. I think perhaps the We'll get into it here in a moment, but some of them, like, I can see where a buildup of energy in these chakras would also cause, like, a nervous overload or cause physical problems. Like, especially when it comes to, like, some, some mental issues. Because the solar plexus is really, um, we'll get into it here in a minute. I won't, I won't go into it now. Um, and I will say, we, we do understand that chakras are a part of a very old religious uh, practice. We're not going to try and step on any, any toes culturally. If we do get anything wrong, please let us know. Oh yeah. We yeah. try to straddle that line. Message us, let us know what we got wrong. We will be more than happy to correct it. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful at, at any point. Um, but I am going to try to talk about these maybe one an episode. This one's going to be kind of long just because an overview is not really an overview. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to it. And I'm also going to start in reverse. Most people start at the bottom and then work their way up the body. For some reason, I decided I wanted to go from the head down. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the crown chakra. It represents your ability to connect to spirituality and enlightenment. It's often represented by the color violet. Its element is the element of thought. Its location is at the top of your head. Um, it corresponds with your cerebral cortex and pineal, pineal plexus. Um, which is basically the system that regulates it, uh, melatonin, your circadian rhythm, and secretes hormones that control all the other endocrine sites in your body. 
Um, the emotional issues it's related to are inner and outer beauty, uh, connection to spirituality, and pure bliss. So if you have a hard time seeing your own inner beauty or outer beauty, that's one of those things that you, ha you need to work on. Um, physical issues, it can deal with migraines, headaches, and depression, and some other emotional ties to your higher thought. Um, and the articles I read, I think there's three or four I was going off of, and I apologize, I don't have the names. I will bring those articles up next, next time because I did most of my research um, out of the house today. Um, the yoga poses that correspond with your crown chakra to help clear it or get it back into balance are corpse pose. So I guess there's just one. I apologize. Most of them have two or three. Okay. Um, but it's about, and you'll see this with a lot of these yoga poses, is getting that chakra to the ground. So in corpse pose, you're kind of laying with your head tilted back a little bit like a dead body, which is why it's called corpse pose. And it really presses your head against the ground. So it's helping you get that chakra to the ground to help ground it and clear it. The second one we're going over is the third eye honestly one of my favorite chakras um, it's the ability to focus on and see the bigger picture uh, it's the center of your psychic ability and higher intuition which I've been really in tune with my entire life my Absolutely. friends uh, in high school and in college had a joke that if I had a funny feeling we had to get out of there because the cops were getting ready to come <laughs> um, the collar that represents the third eye is indigo which I don't know if I said it right or wrong. Lyra usually teases me about how I say indigo. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. Indigo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like usually I say indigo or something like that, and then you tease me. Oh, I me. would make fun of that. You're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't specifically remember that, but I'm sure if you've said that in front of me, I, I absolutely made fun of you. <laughs> its element is light. Uh, the location is your forehead between your eyes. The nerve plexus there is also the hypothalamus and pituitary gland and your autonomic nervous system. Basically everything you don't control, like your breathing, your heartbeat, things like that. Uh, the emotional issues it can be tied to are um, intuition, imagination, wisdom, and thinking and making decisions. So not to attack someone in this car, but if you have executive dysfunction, this might be a chakra to work on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Physical issues, headaches, blurred vision, blindness, eye strain. Uh, body parts it's tied to are face, eyes, brain, lymphatic, and endocrine system. Yoga for balancing it would be easy pose or child's pose. Again, it's just getting that chakra to the ground and getting it cleared. And get, getting a good connection to earth. The throat chakra is in your throat. Uh, it's the ability to communicate, the center of sound, expression, and creativity via thought, speech, and writing. Or basically taking everything that you're thinking and putting it out into the world. Um, it's also the possibility for change, transformation, and healing. Its color is blue. Uh, its element is sound. The location is the throat over the thyroid gland and larynx. It's connected to your cervical or the, the neck, um, what are those called? The discs in your neck? I can't remember what they're called. Oh shit. Uh, basically your spinal column where it connects to your neck. 
Oh, man. I know. I don't know why suddenly I cannot remember the name for that. Uh, here to like two more, I'm going to be like, oh, it was this. I know. Vertebrae. Um, your vertebrae. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> your cervical vertebrae. Uh, cervical? Yes. That's what they call your cervical. Is it, I See, the when you say cervical, I think of a cervix. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But so, like, that's... Cerebral cervical. Cervic. With a B, not V. Oh. Okay. I don't remember. Cervical. <laughs> I definitely have a V in there. Okay. It's not your vagina vertebrae. Right. No. <laughs> I didn't think that. I was just like, that's a weird... Uh, <laughs> anyway. But it also can affect your respiratory system. The emotional issues that your throat chakra can, can impact are communication, self-expression, uh or I'm sorry, self-expression of, of feelings and the truth. So if you have a hard time telling the truth, your, your throat chakra might be blocked. Physical issues can be hyperthyroid, thyroidism, skin irritations, ear infections, sore throat, inflammations of, and back pain. Uh, associated back body parts are neck, teeth, ears, thyroid. Uh, the yoga pose to help balance this would be a shoulder stand, which, let me tell you, last time I did a shoulder stand, <laughs> I think I fucked up my neck real bad. Do you remember that? I couldn't turn my neck for like a week. I'm trying to remember. Was that when we did yoga drunk? No, 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 no. This was when I had decided that I could do a shoulder stand, and I did it up against our um, our entertainment system. Okay, yeah, I do remember And that. then like something popped while I was upside down. <laughs> yeah. And then I spent the next week with my head tilted <laughs> You got to be careful when you're doing dumb shit, man. I was doing a lot of yoga at that point, yeah. and I felt super strong. I was like, oh, I can hold that pose. No. And that wasn't, I want to be clear, that wasn't directed only at you. That's also directed at you, our listeners. <laughs> be careful when you're doing stupid shit. I'm not going to tell anybody not to do it, because I love doing stupid shit. <laughs> but be careful. This one says supported shoulder stand, so I stand corrected. Definitely make sure you're supported. <laughs> and fish pose, which I cannot for the life of me remember what fish yeah, pose what looks fish like. Poses. So I'm going to have to look that up. I apologize. I meant to look it up before I went into this. And when I saw it, I was like, oh no. Um, the next chakra is your heart chakra. This is one I have a lot of problems with. <laughs> um, it's the center for love and spirituality. It affects your ability to love your own self and others. And it helps you connect your body and mind with your spirit. Uh, the color of the heart chakra is green. Its element is air, which makes sense because of all the breath. Yeah. Um, location is right over your heart and your thymus. Uh, your heart plexus is the nervous center that is affected by it. Um, okay, so fish pose. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, but... no. Lyra, Lyra looked it up for us. Fish pose. I'm sure it's harder than it looks. I don't know how to explain it other than... You know those exorcism movies? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you're trying to raise your ass up, but you instead raise your shoulder. <laughs> I don't... I'm just going to have to post a picture of it on yeah. the Instagram because... This also comes up when you look up fish pose. See, that one looks so much better. Yeah. I this still think I would put squishy. a crick in my neck trying to do that. Fucking probably. We'll, we'll show you guys some examples. We've also been doing a lot of yoga, so I think this is why chakras are really high up on my, yeah. well, it's my like list every, of things right now. Every like uh, video we watch for yoga, it's like, 
And this is for this chakra. <laughs> and so I was like, hmm, we need to look into this a little bit more. Um, let's see. So it's right over the heart. Um, the body parts affected are your thymus gland, your heart, and your circulatory system. Emotional issues can be love, joy, and inner peace, or your inability to find love, joy, or inner peace. Uh, physical issues can be heart attacks, high blood pressure, basically diseases of your respiratory and circulatory systems, um, insomnia, and difficulty breathing. Affected organs are heart, lung, circulatory system, shoulder, and upper back. Uh, yoga poses are camel pose, which is basically a back bend, but on your knees, and you touch your feet. Oh. Mm -hmm. And any back bends. Oh, I like that one actually. It's really nice for stretching like your it's shoulders like, and back and stuff. It's like a knee standing boat pose. It's or like, bow pose, sorry. We should do that one tonight. I agree, because I can do those now that my <laughs> back is not jacked up. Because before I could not. Uh, let's see here. Solar plexus. Um, it is located right below your heart. It is at the top of your stomach right where your sternum ends, so right around where your diaphragm is. So that's what you smack when you want to knock yes. the air out of somebody. Yeah, it's the part of the solar plexus. That's what you elbow real smack hard. Smack them right in the chakra. Yeah, you hit them right <laughs> in the chakra and they go down. Which honestly, if you smack them in any of the chakras, they're going down. You can hit them in the heart. Oh yeah, I guess. Hit them so. in the, the throat. throat. Right between the eyes. <laughs> you hit the nose just right and that's going right in between the eyes. Yup. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the solar plexus is the ability to be confident and in control of your life. Uh, it's the center of personal power, the place of ego, passions, impulses, anger, and strength. Its color is yellow. Its element is fire, which makes sense because part of when, oh, um, yeah. of, if you watch a lot of yoga videos or do a lot of yogic breathing, they talk about building your golden flame. Now some of it, it wants you to start all the way down in like your sacral or even down in your root and bring it up, but where you really feel that burn it's is right, right in your solar plexus. Yeah. That does make sense. Um, the location, as we were talking about, is the upper abdomen near the tip of the sternum. I want to say the bottom of the sternum because to me the tip of the sternum would be up here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but I guess maybe they mean that little, the, the, the the little, little nub. I used to know the name for that too. I've never known the name for that. I'm gonna call it a nub. <laughs> Just the nub that connects your abdominals your to sternum your sternum tail. Your sternum <laughs> to to what connects your sternum to your abdominal <laughs> muscles. Um, it affects your adrenal plexus, and it it affects your digestive system. Uh, your emotional issues that can be affected by it are feelings of self-worth, self-confidence, and self-esteem. I've got major problems with my solar plexus. Physical issues can be digestive issues, liver problems. <laughs> I apologize. Diabetes. <laughs> nervous exhaustion. Food allergies. And it affects your body parts, your stomach, liver, gallbladder, pancreas and small intestine. So, not only do I have emotional issues with this. You got all the physical shit. Too. I have food allergies. I have diabetes. I often have nervous exhaustion. 
So yeah, no, this is one that I have really fucked up bad. Um, yoga poses to help balance it are boat pose and twists. And let me tell you, those are two of my <coughs> least favorite yoga poses. Especially the twists. I like the twists. Fuck the twists. <laughs> this moves us down the body to the sacral chakra. Uh, it's the connection to and ability to accept others and new experiences. Um, it's the basic needs part for it. So your basic needs for sexuality, creativity, intuition, and self-worth. Uh, its color is orange. That can't be right, right? I thought more the ones up here. Was that orange or was this yellow? Oh, it was yellow. It was orange. I'm sorry. Oh. I got the colors mixed up. <laughs> um, its color is orange. Its element is water. Uh, the location is your lower abdomen, just below your navel. So it affects your gonads, your adrenals. Um, it affects your nads. Your nads. <laughs> um, emotional issues it can affect is your sense of abundance, well-being, pleasure, and sexuality. Uh, physical is your can be physical issues can be kidney weakness, stiff lower back, constipation, muscle spasms, and the body parts that are mostly affected are belly, female sexual organs. Kid, kidney, bladder, and large intestine. Poses for helping to balance these would be goddess pose and the sun salute. And then we come to our last one. It is the root chakra. That is your foundation of feeling or being grounded. Uh, it's related to our contact with Mother Earth. It's the center for, for manifesting everything in the material world. And that is also just like the absolute bottom of your body and like your genitals as well. Hmm. It's your taint. It's your taint. Yes, it's your taint. I really thought it would be like, I don't know, feet, but I guess they don't do No, it stops. Extremities. It stops here at your, okay. at your, your I would say your cooch. It, it's in your taint. <laughs> it's your taint. It's your taint. Um, emotional issues. I'm sorry. Location is base of the spine near your coccyx. Uh, and it affects your gonads and reproductive system. Emotional system, or I'm sorry, emotional issues is survival issues, independence, money, and food. So basically it's what keeps you going. Yeah. It's that driving force in your life to hunt, kill, eat. Is that a dog or a cat? It's a dog. Sorry, there's there's a small dog here in front of the Home Depot. Oh, Office Depot. Right, Office Depot. <laughs> Physical issues with your root chakra. You ready for this? This is another one. Yeah. And this is also the one that I was talking about. That there are some trigger warnings for this one. It does talk about food issues. So this so, is the big one. <laughs> yes. So go ahead and skip ahead to the, I don't know, about a minute or two. Probably, yeah. All right. This deals with obesity, anorexia, basically any malfunction of that drive to eat. Mm. So either overeating, undereating, issues with eating, issues with food. Um, it affects your knees. Um, mostly it affects your hips, legs, lower back, and sexual organs. Um, a good way to balance this if you do have 
any of these issues and you do want to get better, of course, seek out medical attention. That is the number one. This, if you want to use some yoga or exercise, use things like tree pose or one-footed balance stands to help balance that center of gravity in your root chakra. Um, and other standing poses are warrior one and warrior two. So a lot of them where you're just okay. focusing on aligning your hips and aligning your body can help balance that area. Amazing. So for right now, that is the overview of chakras. We'll be digging into those a little bit deeper, talking about stones and things that go along with it in future episodes. Um, and I just wanted to reiterate um, that once again, if you are having any of these physical issues that were outlined and they are affecting your day to day, talk to a doctor. Um, alternative healing and stuff, it can be a great resource, but please, for the love of God, talk to a doctor. <laughs> Uh, if you are looking into chakras, um, be very careful. There's a lot of pseudoscience and mm -hmm. snake oil salesmen out there. Um, be really careful. Do your research. And if you're looking for person-to-person -person, uh, advice, make sure whoever you're talking to is trustworthy. You can reach out to us. I don't know how much help that we will be. <laughs> as I say, none of us are certified in any of it. Yeah. Um, but we, we would be happy to talk to you if you're having issues about it. Um, we will also encourage you to see a doctor. Oh, yeah. Um, personally, I have issues with about 90% of the chakras. I've had issues with a lot of them for the years. And I have ignored them and the associated problems. Mm -hmm. Which, when I say associated problems, um, I have, I've battled with a few eating disorders. That has led to a lot of health issues that I'm now battling because I've gone the other side of the anorexia. I am now obese. Which happens to a lot of people that start off anorexic. Um, so if you do have a bad relationship with food, get help while you can, especially if you're young, because mm -hmm. the longer it goes on, the worse it's going to be as you age. It'll just compound. You'll end up with a lot of health problems like diabetes, uh, heart, and I'm not saying that just because you're heavy set you get these. That's not at all what I'm saying. No. Because there's a lot of people who are very healthy and who are overweight. Yeah. I was one of them for a long, a long time. I'm just no longer in that category. <laughs> and that, that's real, that really more falls on, on us, not... Yeah, it's just in inactivity. Because we used to be very active, yet overweight. Yeah. And we just haven't been for a couple years now. And it's, it's, it's taking really a caught up. Um, and also, I, um, I have a, a question. Because I think... I feel like I recall reading once that the reason people start at the bottom is because that's where you're supposed to start when you're working on your chakras, right? Right. You go from the root, follow the... Right, because your lower two or three, this, you know, it sounds like I really studied this, doesn't it? <laughs> your lower two or three are all body. Yeah. And, like, that's your animal base. And then the higher chakras, like the throat, the third eye, and the crown are your intelligence or spiritual chakras yeah. and then like the heart and the solar plex and the, um, so the heart and the solar plexus kind of tie the two together that's part of why the heart chakra is your connection of your body your mind and your spirit that makes sense um it, it's kind of like um oh my god is it called laszlo's hierarchy of needs yes wow. i think so maslow maslow yes um it's it's 
seems like it, it follows that sort it of... It does. Yeah. Where if your base needs are being met, if you're getting enough food and water and you have a place to sleep that's safe... You can start focusing on the next level. Yeah. Then yeah. you can worry about making clothes. Yeah. Then you can worry about making a more permanent shelter. Then you can start worrying about decorating that shelter. Yeah. <laughs> Working up to the self-actualization phase. So follow, follow that general path. Make sure you have a solid base in... Uh, a chakra before you move on to the next one if you're working through them um and that's just a that's just good good advice in most areas it really of your is. life so i'm probably am going to reverse what i started with today because today for some reason i went from head down but in working through them myself and working through them on this show i probably will start from the bottom and work my yeah. way up yeah and um once again, if we do uh, say or do anything inaccurate, let us know. We want to correct it. We don't want to. We don't want to perpetuate incorrect we don't information. <laughs> yeah, and we don't want to be those two white girls who are like, "Listen, this is really cleansing." This is good for your chakras. I'm um, never gonna be that person. <laughs> I don't ever want to be that person either. <laughs> um, but I mean, it is. It's an ancient practice. It's been around for so long. There's got to be at least a little bit to it. You know what I mean? Well, the thing for me is like. I've always been like, oh, that's pseudoscience. That's, yeah. this is that. Um, I did like a couple chakra cleansing meditations and I did work on like one or two because we did a lot of heart opening yeah. yoga for a long time. And one day I just had like this visceral response to it and like started crying mm -hmm. because my heart chakra actually opened, I believe. And so, that's not, that's not common for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I was like, okay, well maybe these aren't bullshit. And then I started, when I started reading, I was like, oh, so each chakra is located like where your major hormone and nervous center is yeah. in the body. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Why these are considered to be associated with these issues. Yeah. No, it, it does. It makes sense. So we're, I would like to start and work through it with you, I think. Awesome. That sounds good. I'm happy not to be alone in this. <laughs> Let's be balanced people. Yes. For fucking once. <laughs> for once in our goddamn lives. <laughs> but uh, that's all I have for chakras night right now. So next episode, I will be back at you with a chakra and a god or goddess. Hey, Nettle here. Uh, today, I'm going to talk a little bit about Canada and witchcraft. Not a lot, because I couldn't find a lot of sources that I wanted to talk about. I'd... What sent me down this road, though, was I found some articles from October 2018 about women being charged with witchcraft in Canada. And initially, when I saw the first one, I didn't, like, look at it well to see if it was a news article, and I was really confused. I was like, oh, is it just talking about Canadian witch trials? And I was like, I guess I'll click on that and see where that goes. And then, like, there was so many, and it was very alarming. Uh, first... It wasn't about women being charged with witchcraft. Is being women being charged with fake witchcraft. Um, this specific law has since it's been... Oh, God. I don't know what it's called. It's it's no longer in effect. After, after these two women were charged in 2018, the law was... Um, discontinued. That is, not, that is not the right word, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh, essentially, the law, it had to do with fraud, fraudulent... Fraudulentity? I don't even know how to say that. Uh, Armored Suits in the article Is Witchcraft a Crime in Canada described it best. Uh, they actually uh, quoted the law. Basically, it pretends to exercise or to use any kind of witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, or conjuration, undertakes for consideration to tell fortunes, 
pretends from his skill or knowledge of an occult or crafty science to discover where or in what manner anything that is supposed to have been stolen or lost may be found. Uh, and they, they, they talk specifically about how the key word here is pretends because it is meant to be you are pretending to do these things. You're not actually doing them. Um, and at first, because I read in a different article a little bit about it, and I was a little, little iffy because I was like, because uh, the, the two women who were charged were, were doing fraudulent things. But like, what is the line where you can actually prove that somebody is fraudulently um, participating in witchcraft? But they actually provide some examples uh, prior to 2018. Uh, in 2012, <laughs> uh, a, a Toronto man was charged with falsely practicing witchcraft after he told a woman he could remove a family curse for $14,000, which, yeah, um, uh, in 2010, another man was charged after taking money for witchcraft-related services at his home, which they don't talk about what exactly he was doing or how much it is. And the last one was in 2009, a Toronto woman was charged after taking $27,000 from a grieving uh, lawyer after claiming she was possessed by the spirit of his dead sister. So it's definitely not just people actively practicing witchcraft or even people doing reasonable tarot card readings that sounded weird um because i think one of the women charged was doing tarot i don't know she was doing fortune telling but let me go look and see if i can't uh see where it is oh not that one sorry i have a lot of different articles up because i was just reading through them and keeping the ones i like the best oh one of the one of the ladies uh who was charged in 2018 uh did what was was doing fortune telling she also got tens of thousands of dollars from multiple victims i don't know if it was tens of thousands of dollars each or just uh, like all together um that does not help at all sorry about that one is listed as there was a arrest follow the other woman was an arrest following a year-long investigation Oh, let me see if there's more details about hers, because I'm not. Which one of the articles, the uh, the Refinery29 one, Canadian women are being arrested for witchcraft, but what's really going on by Courtney Shea, uh, or Shea, uh, did specify practicing witchcraft isn't a crime. Uh, they actually state it hasn't been a crime in Canada since before the criminal code was written. So I don't. I don't know. I, I guess it was a it was a crime before the criminal code was written, but then it wasn't written into the criminal code. Uh, faking it for the purposes of fraud is the issue. Um, I think that yeah, this article is the one that talked about it because they questioned why would you even charge somebody with it if it's an obsolete law? Because you can just charge them with fraud. Um, In 2017, a motion had been put in to re repeal, that's what it's called when you stop a law, to repeal that part of the criminal code since it's no longer really necessary. Well, it's not necessary. You can just charge somebody with fraud if they're doing something fraudulent. Uh, I was going to say it's not really necessary anymore, like it was ever necessary. Um, and there, it was it was being considered uh, being removed and it was it, it did pass in December of 2018. It was removed from the criminal code repealed i don't know uh when when the author 
investigated sorry it's an it's an it's a news article uh what she found is police put out that one good reason to change to charge a person with this kind of crime is to raise awareness about the type oh no they were saying it's a ways to awareness of the type of swindle and encourage more victims to come forward uh she also had a counterpoint that oh sorry i got mixed up i thought the police were the ones who brought this up the author who brought this up the police were saying it was a good way to get more people to come forward she brought up that it's offensive to your average law-abiding witch since it reinforces stereotypes that link witchcraft to criminal activity and fraudulence um sorry i definitely remembered like it being noted that and it was a good way to bring it forward so they could work on getting it repealed but they were already working on getting it repealed so i just mixed up all of the information which i didn't read the articles but there were numerous articles from in december where at least one or both of the women had already been tried and a few days before it was repealed and removed from the criminal code So I'm trying to look real quick because I wanted to see if there's anything else I care I, I cared anything else I wanted to talk about with this because um, it was a little alarming to see a bunch of articles about a witchcraft trial from 2018, um, but it was it was specifically meant to focus on the fraudulence of it, not that witchcraft is illegal. Uh, Oh, and another article, Canada's Last Witch Trials, Women Accused of Fake Witchcraft, from BBC News, uh, by Robin Levinson King, uh, did talk with a witch about it. Uh, Let me get back to it. Uh, They talked to a Canadian witch, Monica Bodersky. Uh, Oh, she's also an artist. Uh, who welcomed the change and it, it's for it's for similar reasons the last article uh, she quoting her a whole it's a holdover from stereotypes and fears of witches being evil uh, and yeah she points out the current fraud laws are already they're already in effect and they're already gonna be a better thing to focus on and charge somebody with there's no reason to actively single out witches or fortune telling or people using any of those to do fraud. <laughs> Sorry, her next quote is fraud is fraud, which is true. Oh, and she also goes on to talk about how fortune telling and phony f- psychics it, are easy to tell um, from re- from real ones because of the price tag, which is, I think, fair. Like, I've, um, I've not gone to anyone and paid them for a tarot reading or, like, a fortune telling. But all the ones I've seen from actual practicing witches, like they're, I don't want to say they're cheap because that's not true, but like they're, they're reasonably priced for the work that they, that you are asking them to do. Uh, more fraudulent ones are easier to pick out if you know what you're looking for, because they are overly, overly crazy expensive. That's what, going back to what these women were being charged with tens of thousands of dollars they swindled people out of. Sorry, I I just love this woman. I I had skimmed this article previously because I'd already read a couple articles about it and I left it open. I couldn't remember why until now. Um, That's true. Uh, She points out you shouldn't have to prove that magic is real in order to practice it or earn a living from it, which is fair. 
uh, again, it's easy to pull out fraudulence versus actual business practices as long as you know what you're looking for, which if you don't know what you're looking for, that that's actually a good thing to be aware of. There's a lot of fraudulent things that go along out there. Uh, people calling you and telling you have to give them money. I know I haven't heard this one in a few years, but I know um, a few five or so years ago, somebody told me about um, how he was taking a woman to Walmart to basically do a money order, like a digital money order. So it'd go through really fast because somebody had sent her a thing saying that they were going to take over her computer and like lock her out and do something crazy to her if she didn't. And she got very panicked and she was telling him about it. And he explained to her how, how it's fraud, how people do that. And then different ways to help protect herself from it. Um, how it was a trick. And like how to, how, like how they, what they can and can't do basically. Um, there's a lot of calls for utility, not for utility companies, but pretending to be utility companies trying to collect money or debt collectors. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think. I get a lot of emails from random things and I block each one I get when I know it's a fraud. Cause it's, it's usually like click this link and we'll set up this life insurance or this whatever warranty. And like, they don't look real. <laughs> Um, with the phone calls, you can usually pick it out because the information's usually wrong. I know I've uh, called one back to check for somebody else and like the information was in the wrong order. Uh, it didn't link you correctly. It's, I know one of them I clicked on and it didn't even have the welcome message. It just sent you directly to somebody and it shouldn't have, it should have had like a whole welcome message and had you pick between it first. Um, with emails usually it's you can look at the url and usually it looks fucked up or it looks wrong or made up um honestly the fraudulent ones and these aren't good examples for what i was talking about because these are real people um these like like other fraudulent things aren't real people these are people practicing a different way these are just the ones i've usually experienced as email scams i probably get a lot of phone scams but i don't answer numbers i don't know so like if you don't leave a message I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look you up. Um, uh, with emails, it's, see the problem with email ones is sometimes they will look right and sometimes they won't. The easiest way to do it is if it is or isn't something you're expecting. Um, cause usually there are like some, some pretty, pretty easy tales with some tells with some of the like really widespread ones cause they look fucked up. There's misspellings. They just don't look like they should. They aren't organized the way they should for an email um so I'm trying to remember because I know I had one where like you can also look stuff up and check um I a few years ago entered a giveaway and I won but I'd forgotten I'd entered it so I got an email from a woman with the company uh, telling, like, telling me I won and telling me to fill out a W-9 and give them all this information. And I didn't know at the time what a fucking W-9 is because I was kind of, I was about to say I was kind of young, but I was actually just a few years younger than I am now. I just had never experienced one. Um, so I looked it up. I looked it up to see if it was legit. I looked up the giveaway and that was the point where I remembered entering it. Uh, I checked out the other information, just made sure her email address matched the company that I'd entered the giveaway with. And then I talked to my mom about it because I was like, do they need my social security number for this? And she explained to me how it's for tax purposes. It's not so they can steal my social security number. Which again, this was a giveaway I entered. I just forgot. I like I entered it and then it was like a month or two 
after I'd entered the giveaway that the giveaway ended and they pulled names. So I just fucking forgot about it. Um, but yeah, um, if you're worried about something, if you think something's fishy, look into it. Uh, if you're wanting to reach, if you're wanting to pay somebody for psychic or witchcraft related things, I mean, just vet them. Uh, make sure they're legit. Look at their prices. Look at, um, there's not always reviews, but if there's reviews, look at reviews. But you can also usually just look up the person and see. Um, sorry, I, I don't know why I went on to an entire rant about about fraud and things to work at, look out for. But, I, you know, stay safe out there. Um, as, as far as Canadian witches, I found a, a little bit of a history of them, not a ton, and I am going to dip into a little bit about Canadian witchcraft trials, although the article I read does not really go into what happens after the trials, so I don't know if they, I, I don't know what, how they were punished, I don't know what happened. Um, the first one I want to talk about, though, is, uh, a Canadian, well, she, sorry, Elizabeth Jane Barnes, uh, Sorry, it said Nee Martin, and my brain went completely fucking dead. Uh, maiden name Martin was born in Cork, Ireland, uh, and then she she moved to Canada. Um, she was considered a, she she was she was a witch, and she was paid for being a witch. That that sounded really weird. She made a living off of being a witch. Um, apparently her room, one room lo log, log cabin uh, is still there but the historic plaque's been stolen uh this article i'm reading it from is just witch of plum hollow on mysteries of canada um so i'm trying to see a date to see if it's possible they could have replaced the plaque by now but i don't see a The comments go back as far as 2015, so I'm going to say it was probably published around that time, so it's po it's possible they've replaced the plaque since then. Um, essentially, she her first husband... Sorry for that, I'm trying to go back and look, because I, I know there was nothing, like, malicious, I just can't remember. Um... Oh, first she was the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter, which um is is very witchy. <laughs> it's very witchy. It's it's also very fairy um fairy esque. The whole seventh son of the seventh son. Um, I think this is the first time I've ever seen somebody reference the seventh daughter of a seventh daughter. Um, no fuck. I think it is because I was trying to think because even liter literature wise, I know that uh. I know that Terry Pratchett plays with it at one point, but it's the idea is it's the seventh son of the seventh son, but then the seventh son ends up being a daughter. And that's like it. That's the whole thing. And then there's just a whole story wrapped around that and magic and stuff. Um, I, I don't remember. It was a Rincewind one, um, which isn't bad. I haven't read a lot of the Rincewind ones. He's just not my favorite. Um, I might like him better now that I'm older, weirdly enough, but I, I don't have any of his any of the books about him. Uh, my friend would periodically loan them to me until she realized that I liked I liked the watch better. And now that I've read them, I like the witch ones. I like the witch ones. Uh, mm. They're either my first or second favorite of the uh, of the Discworld. Not that that has anything to do with this, other than me chattering. Oh, uh, where the fuck? 
Oh, okay. Her her first husband did die. She married she remarried and then her second husband left them. Oh, to be a shoemaker in a nearby city or town. Um, but she charged twenty five cents for her services. Uh she and, and that, that, that was that was enough to supply to supply to to provide for her and her seven children. Wait. Yeah, fuck, she had seven children too. Um uh, she became famous for she told fortunes and she she helped solve mysteries because it's mentioned once at least once she solves a murder, and she also helped. Uh, oh no 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 sorry there. Um. So there's an I in the article, but I don't think it's listed who wrote it. Oh no 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 Paul McManus wrote it. Um. He grew up and he'd heard of her, but he didn't have any, like, negative connotations with the word witch. Uh, his explanation was in rural, or in rural Ontario. Which I think I just said that really fucking wrong. Uh, it has a few meanings. One is thinking of Salem, Massachusetts. Apparently there is a Salem, Ontario. Uh, and, but there's also witching for water, which is a common practice. And fortune tellers were witches. Uh, witching for water is a method for finding out or divining the location for uh, of underground water. Uh, the best place to drill a well. I use a willow wand to do it. Um, sorry, because I, I don't think this is the same thing, but all I can think of is um, one of the dudes from Shaman King, which is a really weird anime I watched as a kid because uh, I know he would he would douse he did, that's what he did he wouldn't witch he douse for water and he'd use like metal sticks um I'm on a roll for not not staying together today uh let me go to the last one uh from unwritten histories there's the Halloween special witchcraft in Canada by Stephanie Pettigrew and there's notes, there's notes, um, from the, I guess her editor who got really excited when she found out that Stephanie is doing her dissertation on the history of witchcraft in early French Canada. Uh, and so she basically bothered her to, that's she, she does say bother. And then she, no, she says harassing and then changed it to asking her to do a special blog, uh, blog post. Um, and so what... Pettigrew does is go through and discuss different witches uh, from her research. Uh, the first one is... Sorry, give me a sec. I gotta find the right word. Uh, there's two warring camps in a village. Uh, the Acadians and the Jerseys, and they would take turns casting spells upon each other. Basically, they had... The Jersey men had their witch, and the Acadians had their counter witch. Um, basically they would just go back and forth casting spells on each other. Uh, apparently the counter witch usually be called upon to solve the problem and un the witch, uh, would have been done. Which, which is sweet. Like that, that doesn't go into like being tried for witchcraft, which is great. Uh, let me see real quick. So there's like a couple I really wanted to talk about and the rest I was going to, I just was not going to. Um, 
Uh, the Magic of New France had a local man who's accused of using, uh, I'm not even going to try and say the French, but it translates out to nodding the needle on a young couple in town. Apparently, it was a pretty popular and feared spell oh, in early modern France because uh, it was used by jealous rivals to cause Im Im impotence. Impotence? I don't know how to pronounce any words today uh, in newly wedded grooms, so it could affect uh, basically their ability to have, ch have kids. Um, according to the author, it was so feared that people would get married in secret in the middle of the woods or in the dead of night or both to avoid possible rival witchcraft. Oh, wait, give me a sec. Oh, it just this was not unknown. Sorry, I got mixed up reading it and thinking about it. Um, she does talk about how there's not a lot uh, available from the courts because the courts had only recently been established at the point of this trial. There was some information saved from his interrogation. Uh, essentially, he admitted to doing it. Wait, give me a sec. Oh, he admitted to doing it basically because he wanted to fuck the guy he cursed wife. And had apparently even told her that if he could come over when her husband wasn't home, he would lift the, the effects of the spell. Which is gross and creepy. And don't do that to people. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, there's no evidence to suggest that she did actually agree with him because he was tried and that was part of an interrogation where that was found out. Um, soldier, there's a couple, sorry, there were three soldiers caught with love spells in their pocket in 1699 and they were charged with witchcraft. Uh, they were made to burn their spells and so we don't have a history of what it's, of what it was written on there. Uh, the author... Uh, pedigree, sorry, does suggest that it may be something like a counterspell. Uh, oh, if it's anything like the counterspells by by, used by the grooms who feared the knotting the needle. Uh, basically, it was probably bits of Latin written backwards. Because uh, that was common. Let me check real quick, because I don't think... I do like this author because she's very she's very straightforward with how much information is available and how much isn't. There is one person who um, she had not intended to include in the article because he's never actually charged with witchcraft. He's charged with blasphemy. Uh, but she did because her, I don't even know if this person is her editor or not, but I'm going to say it is because I'm not sure. Her editor or boss or whoever did request that uh, John Bador be included. He was a well-connected merchant with well-connected friends. I, I'm so sorry. I was rereading what he did. And it's just so fucking weird. Um, his his servant got real drunk that he passed and he passed out. And so he set up a crucifix, positioned his servant as if he was Christ, and then resurrected him using a bucket of cold water, thereby reenacting the resurrection of Christ. Which is why he was, you know, tried with blasphemy. I'm so sorry. That's such a weird, all around, that's such a weird thing. I don't, 
I don't even know. I know I have modern or ideal ordeals ideals ideals yeah I have modern ordeals too but I have modern ideals but like if somebody did that in front of me I'd mostly just be concerned I wouldn't feel the need to bring them before a court unless you know they hurt somebody but oh god um what Oh, another person who was never accused of witchcraft was Mary Joseph La Corriveau. Uh, she was accused of murdering her second husband. And she's apparently very, very popular. Like, she's she's in, she's in apparently on beer, has songs, uh, and there may have been a show or a movie made about her, according to the author. Um, oh, according to her, a lot of French Can Canada can't name other witches but they can name her despite the fact again she was never accused of witchcraft oh okay apparently decades after her death um witchcraft became part of her uh story give me a sec yeah there's sorry there's nothing about witchcraft but like after after she was dead um, she started to be known as a witch. Oh, because of, because of how, uh, because of her death. Because she was, uh, I'm not going to read, I'm not going to read the description of it. Because I don't full, I don't know some of the words. So I don't really understand what they're talking about. But like, she was killed in iconic, iconography, iconography. This is the night to not pronounce words at all. Uh, was made in reference to her death. And so she's not a witch, but she's thought of as a witch. Uh, I'm trying to think of a phrase. That, you know those things where, like, people think one thing, and so, like, it becomes what everybody thinks, and you find out that, no, it's not a thing. That kind of thing. Let me say thing, like, 20 times in a row. Um, I don't have a good wrap-up for this. Uh, if we have any Canadian witches who are following us and want to talk about... being witches in canada feel free i did I, I didn't include it i did read some modern articles about it uh and it's it's mostly you know just people practicing witchcraft covens um i know there's one article that talked about just the misunderstandings basically i think they also talked about uh the law that was that was nixed in 2018 um and mostly just uh common misconceptions things like worshiping the devil and uh blood sacrifices and stuff like that i think uh, they made a reference to the sabrina i don't say sabrina the teenage witch but i don't think that's what the netflix show is called just the new netflix show sabrina um and how like the differences between that and what people think about witchcraft and what actually is done with witchcraft and it talked about things like um samheim which I'm definitely saying wrong. Uh, I apologize. I just cannot say a single word right tonight. But just, you know, um, celebrating different times of the different times of the seasons, different times of the year, different seasons and things like that. Uh, well, thanks for listening to me ramble. All right. This is Lyra. We're going to talk about the Dwayu, which is how I'm saying it. And no one can tell me otherwise. 
Uh, he is the mortal enemy of the Snallygaster. Um, so we're finally getting the second part of that story. And I'll say, uh, it, they, they've had a lot of, like, reported battles. I couldn't find a good description of any of them. So we're not really going to be hearing about the fighting. We're just going to be hearing about the day, uh, the Dwayu. <laughs> One day I'll say his name correctly. The Dwayu. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start off with his description. He is described as large, dark brown in color. He has a bushy tail. He's mammalian, I guess. is Like, that's a common descriptor, but he's described as a wolf man. So, yeah, I'd he's think so. He's already mammalian, but yeah. thanks. So. Pretty sure he nurses his young in that big bushy fur. <laughs> um, he's also described a few times as having, like, a triangle-shaped head. You know, similar to, like, wolves. Okay. Where they have, like, that. So, a big boofer. Yes, a big Not boofer, a in boofer. fact. No. Um, said to have similar features to a wolf, but with a human stature. And he walks on both of his legs. No, wait, fuck. He's, <laughs> he's only I, got two. And he walks on both. <laughs> what I wrote was he's seen, he's been seen walking on both two legs and four legs. <laughs> Sometimes he hops on one. <laughs> he walks the other on time. both legs. God damn. <laughs> he walks on both four and two legs. Uh. There were some University of Maryland students who, uh, they said, traced his lineage. I don't know how they could do that. Um, you can't even find records of him actually being out and about. How would they trace his lineage? I know. Uh, but they theorized him to be the offspring of the Dway, which is a creature apparently found on the left bank of the Amazon. Which, doesn't the, like, left bank, wouldn't you have to be standing in a specific direction? Yeah. It doesn't say, like, southern. Well, maybe it means, or... like, from the way it flows. Oh, maybe. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Because the Amazon flows north. Hmm. So, the left How bank would, that... would be the west bank? Does the... But it... Okay. Anyway, well, I, I don't... mean, if it... This is north. Right. East, but west. But it flows across the... Like, it would... Wouldn't the banks be north and south oriented? In most areas? Well, if the river's flowing north, this side would be the west side, and this side would be the east side. I just don't know side. what I'm talking about. Okay. The south anyway. Would be down anyway. I don't know why he would only be found on one side of the river. I know it's a very deep river and it's very fast, but... Wait, does the Amazon flow north? I think you're thinking of the Nile. I know the Nile and the New River do. I... I'm gonna say I'm not, like, an Amazon expert, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't flow, like, north or south. I'm pretty sure it's... You think it's east, east to west? west. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> enjoy <laughs> our ineptitudes. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking of Egypt. Listen, mistakes have been made many times already. <laughs> they know and expect this from us. Oh. Anyway. Um, so the Dway is a creature found on the left bank of the Amazon, uh, and it's also expected to, or suspected to be the descendant of a creature called the Yo, which is where its name comes from, Dway Yo. Um, a creature said to have crossed the glacier bridge that connected Alaska and Asia, along with, uh, the first human settlers. Oh, wow. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But when I looked up both of these creatures on their own... I could find not much about them. So I think this is something I'm not going to, I'm going to have to rely on like actual books 
for and I, I don't think this is going to be something I can research through the internet but I'm hoping to look into both of them because that sounds pretty interesting um, it's also said to be the hex and wolf of Pennsylvania Dutch lore um, the hex and wolf is described to be identical to the Dwayu so it, it's probably just two names for the same creature Okay. Um, and I'm going to go over some sightings so the first time it was officially sighted was in 1944 uh, in West Middleton, Maryland. Um, it was heard making frightful sounds and there were footprints sighted where it was. And uh, it was reported on the newspaper as a pretty legitimate sighting. Um, in 1965, the Frederick News, uh, Fed ah, Frederick News Post pub published this excerpt. Ex ex I already fucked up. <laughs> It was spotted near the woods of Gambrel State Park, John Becker, which is a pseudonym. A pseudonym? Yes. Yes. Wait, if it was a fake name. It was a fake name. Pseudonym. Pseudonym. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, John Becker went out in his yard to investigate a strange noise. It was getting dark, and he had started back to the house when he saw something moving toward him. It was as big as a bear, had long black hair, a bushy tail, and growled like a wolf or a dog in anger. As it got closer, it stood up on its hind legs and attacked him. Becker fought the creature until it ran into the woods, leaving him, his wife, and children in horror. Deciding to remain anonymous under the ali alias <laughs> John Becker, he filed a report with local state police telling of an attack by a mysterious monster he called the Dwayu. Um, and I guess... Hmm. I, I didn't really think about it at the time because I didn't read the thing about um, where its name had come from. But if he called it the Dwayu, <laughs> wouldn't that suggest that that whole thing was maybe made up? Maybe. Not even like his thing, but maybe even maybe the the other two creatures, because I could find nothing about them. I don't know. Hmm. I'll do more research on it. All right. Uh, and after his report, there was a flood of reports all through the summer. Uh, they died off by about mid-December, though. Uh, and then in the next summer, 1966, it was sighted again on the outskirts of uh, Gambrel State Park again. Uh, there was only one witness. He only gave the name Jim A. Uh, he encountered it on his way back to his campsite. He said it was about the size of a deer with a triangle-shaped head, dark brown in color. Um, and his description gets a little wild here. Um, its legs stuck out from the sides of its body, making its movements spider-like. Isn't that the worst thing oh, you've ever heard? That horrible. Uh, and it screamed at him and ran off. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, and we don't see him again for about 10 years. Uh, in 1977, he spotted in Frederick County uh, off of Route 77. And I have another bit from the site. I'll read it back to you one more time. The site, by the way, is Legends of America. Okay. Um... And it was described as at least six foot tall, but inclined forward since it was moving quickly. Its head was fairly large, similar to the profile of a wolf. The body was covered in brown or brindle-colored fur, but the lower half had a striped pattern of a noticeable darker and lighter banding. Oh, it um, sounds cute. Right? <laughs> he also sounds like somebody's boxer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the front legs were slimmer and held out in front as it moved. The back legs were very muscled and thick, similar to perhaps a kangaroo. 
This was not a hominid-type creature. It did not have the characteristics of an ape. It was much more similar to a wolf or ferocious, ferocious dog. Ferocious. However, it was... Shut up. However, it was definitely moving upright and appeared to be adapted for that type of mobility. I was particularly impressed by the size and strength of the back legs, the stripes in the lower half of the body, and the canine wolf-like head. Um, he sounds cute, He though. does sound adorable, doesn't he? Um, there's a very not great drawing of him that's on like everything so I'm, I'll post that on a story on Instagram or not a story that's not how that works you can post stories I know but I don't like it uh, and in 1978 he was also seen by two park rangers uh, they spotted a large hairy creature running on two legs near Cunningham Falls um, that's actually all the sightings I have for him uh, in here and in every sighting or encounter or whatever he's said to except for the first one he's said to just sort of scream and run away so i Same. don't <laughs> i don't know that he's really very dangerous he attacked the first guy but can we trust that no did maybe he attack it because he was I think afraid he attacked it was like oh look at that deer or something and then maybe shot at it because it's not it's not said to really attack people in any other encounter that i've run across um so, and I'm, my theory, and no one will be able to convince me otherwise, is that the Dweyu is fighting this Nallygaster for us. He's protecting us. He's concerned. Because <laughs> the Nallygaster just snatches people and children up and sucks their blood. That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's a dangerous folk fella. So. He's a dangerous folk. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think I think the Dewu, fuck me, god damn it, the way you is, uh, I think he's on our side. So everybody should love him. I already love him. And everybody should know how adorable he is described to be. Oh my to god, somebody draw a picture of this thing. <laughs> right? Oh, I don't have any artistic talents, or I would. Me either. I'm sure there's pictures out there. Um... I just, I want, based on your description, I want somebody to draw us a picture of it. <laughs> He's a very good boy. Uh, but that's all I have on him right now. Uh, there is considerably less sources for him than there was the Snallygaster. So. Racist. I know. The obvious, obviously the better one of the two. He's just scared of people. <laughs> Listen, he's been, he was here first, okay? He was here first. He came over the land bridge. Or at least his ancestors did. I'm just speaking in general. The Snallygaster is part of those colonist bastards. <laughs> <laughs> the Snallygaster came by boat. <laughs> he came by land. Came by land. Apparently that's the way that you claim a place. You know I shouldn't say that because there's a lot of native peoples who got to their places by boat. So I apologize. I didn't mean to We're turn this into something some weird. Broad generalizations yeah. in this car tonight. Uh, could really kill the moon in this car tonight. <laughs> Um, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm poking fun at it and I shouldn't, but I mean, it, I don't know that either one really sounds dangerous. I, the Snallygaster absolutely 100% sounds dangerous. He snatches people up and drinks their blood. I mean, he's just hungry. He's yeah, but doing he, he what is, a Snallygaster does. I'm not saying he's acting out of his nature. I'm just saying that doesn't make him not dangerous. It's like, would you say the same thing about, I don't know, a spider drinking its prey? Yes, that's dangerous for the prey. We happen to be Snallygaster prey. <laughs> we gotta be somebody's prey. I mean, you'd, you'd think, but 
I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not saying that it should be condemned to hell. <laughs> but no. I'm just saying. No, I'm... It is dangerous. To be honest, I don't know which sounds cuter. The Snelly Caster does sound kind of adorable, though, right? But so does the Daewoo, or Daewoo. Dwayu. 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 Like, Dwayne you. <laughs> Dwayu. Dwayu. All right. <laughs> but that's all I got for this segment. Dwayne the Rock. You. You. <laughs> the, the man wolf beast. Dwayne the Rock, you. I love Can that. Can we get Dwayne the Rock Johnson to play the Dwayu? Oh my god, who would be the Snally Gaster? I uh, want to say Rockwell. Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart would be funny. Very but, like, different description. They're very different people. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've just watched um, Mr. Wright like four or five times <laughs> in a row on Netflix. So like Sam Rockwell, who to me will always be Zaphod Beeblebrox yeah. from... From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, because he nailed that role. He's a good choice, because he's a goofy fucker, and the Snallygaster sounds goofy yeah. looking, at least. That's, that's why I was like, definitely Sam Rockwell. That's good. But I, like I can that. see Kevin Hart, too. I just Kevin Hart, I can see more of the screaming and running away, though. Well, that's the Dwayu, though. I know, but I mean... <laughs> but I, think, I think I just assume Kevin Hart all the time, because I want them in movies together all the time. Because they're hilarious They're together. so good. All right, but let's let's get on to the next subject. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. This is Galena. We just wanted to talk to you. This isn't really something spooky that happened, but it is something that happened. Um, I was at work the other day, and something was present and wanted to communicate. It was doing that thing where, like, it was making my ears feel like there was pressure on them, and, like, I could just feel it all around me. So on my lunch, since I really didn't have time to, you know, go to sleep, go into a trance, or really do anything super deep and involved to get to a point where a spirit could communicate with me, I was like, you know what, I haven't done automatic writing in a long time. Now, if you don't know what automatic writing is, it's basically where you sit with a pen, paper, or whatever, a writing utensil and something to write on, and kind of zone out and let writing happen. Because at some point, you'll be writing, and then you'll feel the change and if you try to direct the pen other than where the spirit or the entity trying to communicate with you wants it to go it feels wrong or it feels like you can't move the pen that way so I was sitting in my car and I let my mind go which if you were looking at me I probably was like had my eyes rolled up because I wasn't paying attention to what my face was doing <laughs> I was just zoned out staring at the sky and I looked at it and I'll post the picture of it and I looked at it and like I'm just sitting there trying to figure out what I wrote because at first it kind of looks like gibberish, kind of looked like a foreign language. I didn't know what it was and I took it back in the office with me and went to talk to somebody and I was standing <laughs> and looking at the paper from a different direction and it said whore. The word whore. <laughs> and at first I was like real cute spirits. What the fuck? Why are you doing this? But then I heard very clearly and a friend of mine who's deceased's voice go, whore. And she, she's the one that we reached out to not too long ago and tried to, um, try to call and talk to. Um, she, every phone call I have ever gotten from her since we were like 13 until she passed away 
every text message, email. I am started with, hey, whore. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I'll post the picture because if you look at it from, like, the right side up, it just looks like scribbles. When you flip it over, it says whore. And it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that something very legible came out. Because the last time something very legible came out, it's been years ago. I think I got the word strong and then trouble. Should Yeah. But those weren't like flipped upside down. So like they just looked like words. So I don't know if I led them or if that. But this was not at all me doing it. Because like I said, it just looked like scribble. And I had to turn it upside down to see something. And you'll, you'll see what she means when she posts the picture. It was wild. So it's not really a creepy thing. It just blew my mind. <laughs> I got really excited. Anything happened to you recently, Leah? Um, not that I can think of. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> very, very interesting addition for me. <laughs> but as a part of my diet changes, I've been taking quite a bit of cinnamon a day to help. Oh, yeah regulate my blood sugars I am a little bit worried about what that's gonna do to me um psychically yeah well I don't want to say psychically because I don't like to say that I'm psychic I know but, but I don't know what else you, uh because to put there. cinnamon draws a lot of spirits so it should be interesting going forward to see what happens because I'm eating like four or five times the normal amount of cinnamon <laughs> that I would normally eat a day and a little bit will like yeah, help me get into that that state where I can where I can not talk to but sense spirits. So it's it's gonna be fun. Well, I guess talk to. I do a lot of yeah pendulum work and stuff like that. But anyways, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> so I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, I am also going to start trying to do more spirit tea and do that more correctly. Oh, we do our, We do have younger cousins who have oh, yes. uh, recently expressed interest in um, witchy things. So we're talking about uh, doing some spirit tea with them, doing some rituals with them, and uh, <laughs> one of them even sort of expressed interest in possibly, because we mentioned the, the show, uh, possibly appearing on the show. Which I'm excited for because he is a male <coughs> witch. Um, I'm pretty sure the other one would be happy to come on too, but she's not really as vocally into it yet. Yeah. She's excited to do some things. Um, when we talked Her about... Her main focus is really astrology right now. Yeah, she's really into astrology and it's really cute. Yeah. Uh, she called one of her friends and was like, what's your birthday? And he was like, why? She's like, because I'm going to roast you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. It was fantastic. <laughs> But we were talking about it and uh, talking about how, you know, kind of what each of us do. And uh, Lyra was kind of talking about what she does because um, the male cousin, I don't want to say their names yet because they haven't told us we can release their names yet yeah. or, or anything like that. They haven't like picked that. like a name for us to use for them or anything like that. Um, but he was talking about how. Because I, I had loaned him, I think, what, three or four books at this point. And he's reading, mm -hmm. he's like devouring them. And I love yeah. that. He's not a kid that normally reads. But this has really got him. This has really got him reading. So I'm really excited about it. And he's about 16. So he's really at that age when I started picking this stuff up. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. Um, But he looks Lyra right in the face and he goes, so you're a kitchen witch. Yeah. like. 
And it was adorable. And Fucking he's like, got me pegged from the get go. He's like, I know Galena's a uh, hedge witch because he and I had talked about that. Yeah. And uh, and then we're talking about stuff. And um, the the younger uh, female cousin, she was like, Oh, well, what does that mean? You know, I kind of told her, you know, I talk to spirits, I talk to this and that. She's like, Can we do that? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, we'll do some we'll do some spirit tea. And like I explained to her what's in it, you know, like what it does. The male cousin was like, We're not doing that. <laughs> And he was interested later on, but and the female cousin, who's his little sister, who's a year younger, she's like, "Oh, we're definitely doing that." Well, she's for she years. She wanted to do it right then. For years, she's been expressing interest in seeing spirits and stuff because yeah. she hasn't experienced anything. So, and it was, it was so funny. She kind of was like, "We're doing it, and you're getting over it." <laughs> but we had a lot of fun with them. Uh, we went to a witch shop yesterday. Yeah. Um, and let him well magic shop not metaphysical shop yeah more than just witches shop there but he had a blast i think i ended up spending like 30 or 40 bucks because he picked out some stones he picked out he he put some stuff back he did end up putting some stuff but he got a couple little things and she got some things and last was it last weekend he bought him his first tarot set yeah an oracle set yeah oh yeah he he picked out an oracle deck everything he picked up was an oracle deck he was really drawn to the oracle decks but we had a really good time and then we talked about all stuff uh the younger female cousin was like oh my god we're the adams family <laughs> and it was really cute it was really fun it's so nice to be able to share it with um with some kids that are, are able to discuss it with you you know it's nice but i'm excited because like we where we don't really we do and we don't follow the wheel of the year i'm kind of excited to maybe do something with them yeah. oh because she yesterday after we dropped jeff she's like we should start a coven <laughs> She was so in for it. She's like, we should start a coven. And I was like, well, I was like, Lear and I already kind of practiced with, yeah. you know, two other witches. I was like, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they'd be okay with you guys coming in. We'll have to talk to them about it. Yeah. And she was like, we'll just form our own coven. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, oh, since we still haven't done our, our coven uh, ritual thing, mm-hmm. um, maybe they can be present. I, I don't know. They're also very young. Yeah. I want to give wanna, them some time. Yeah, I don't want to, like, bring them into it this yet, but, like, she was like, we'll just form our own. <laughs> and it was really funny. But, yeah, I think I think that'd be nice. They could even be present for it if they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I told her, you gotta study a little bit more. You gotta, you gotta make sure you want to do something like this. And she was like, <laughs> she's very ready. <laughs> she's like, I know. And I'm like, alright, alright, alright. <laughs> But yeah, I think that'd be nice. It was really cute. But um, I guess that's that's everything for today. Yeah, that's about all I've got. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, listening to us ram- ramble. Um, do you have a creepy thing? Well, I was thinking about how every time you go in a bathroom, if the shower curtain is pulled closed... You have no idea what's behind that curtain. Listen, it's for that exact fucking reason that I open every shower curtain. If I come to your house and you're like, oh, my tub looks bad, I'm going to pull the shower curtain. Just know that I am going to open that shower curtain, hand out the ready. I'm ready to punch. 
Because, like, I don't know what could be in there. My thing is that it's always a skeleton. Like, I don't know why that's where I go. I always think it's a skeleton standing behind the shower curtain. Did you ever read that Tumblr post about uh, somebody who, when they were younger, used to always punch the shower curtain just in case there was a murderer? (laughs) And then one day they punched the shower curtain and their brother just so happened to be standing there waiting to scare them. So they punched their brother. (laughs) (laughs) That is beautiful. His brother deserved it. Yes, and their brother absolutely. Deserved it. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, no. That kind of activates my fear response, and I know it does yours Same, too. yeah. See it. When you guys, in the middle of the night tonight, will go to the bathroom. Try not to think about what's behind your shower curtain. Ugh, Twilight is always open. I cannot handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay spooky. Keep your tits up.